episode 110 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. We came up with this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. Brandon Whipple is a Kansas lawmaker, a state rep representing a section of South Wichita. He was elected to the District 96 job in 2012. The 2013 session was his first. Now he wants to lead Wichita. He's running for mayor. He's one of eight challengers to Jeff Longwell. Brandon is my guest on the podcast this week. We'll talk in a moment. First, a look at the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. We provide a recap of our ICT Summit The event was held Tuesday at The Wave. We held three panel discussions on the arts and culture, the vision for riverfront development, and government officials spoke during Leading the Charge. I also had a one-on-one sit-down with the managing general partner of Wichita's new baseball team, Lou Schweckheimer. Coverage of the entire event is coming up in the weekly edition. It begins on page 30. Also this week, the second in our monthly series on women who lead... This time we profile women who are leaders in local health care. That begins on page 13. This week we spend 10 minutes with James Clendenin. He represents District 3 on the Wichita City Council, page 39. This week's list, Wichita Area Chambers of Commerce and Wichita Area Advocacy Groups for Businesses. Those are on pages 6 and 8. Hope you regularly check out our leads section. It's information you can use to grow your business and it's available each week in the Business Journal. New real estate deals, building permits, who's setting up a new corporation, who owes back taxes, court judgments. It starts this week on page 34. Back with candidate for mayor Brandon Whipple right after this. Most bankers are good at banking talk. What you need is a banker who knows how to talk business. Your business, that is. I'm Andrew Cheney, commercial lender here at Equity Bank. If you've got plans to grow, we're ready to talk about your business. Visit equitybank.com. Well, Brandon Whipple is a Kansas State representative. He is also an adjunct professor at Wichita State University teaching politics. Brandon elected in 2012 to represent District 96, the borders roughly between Pawnee and 47th Street South and between Meridian and Hydraulic. It's not a perfect square, but it's just about that. Pretty close. Yeah. He is one of eight candidates challenging Mayor Jeff Longwell. The list will be paired to two after the August primary. Welcome, Brandon Whipple. Glad to be here. Thanks, Bill, for having me. I appreciate it. Talk about why you want to be mayor of Wichita. Uh, well, you know, really, uh, this wasn't on my, my list of things to do. Uh, I was going to spend a summer taking my kids to different parks and uh, exploring all the different things that make Wichita great. Right. Uh, but as the deadline approached, I got calls from first Democrats who thought uh, we needed a change and uh, spoke to me about um, how my legislative experience uh, would apply well uh, to City Hall. And I kind of laughed it off and told them, you know, thanks, I'm flattered, um, but I'm sure there's someone else in line that you can go talk to. Um, and then I, I started getting calls from Republicans, uh, people who haven't supported me in the past, but who I've been able to work with. Uh, and they were roughly saying the same thing, uh, where, you know, Wichita is at a pivotal moment, um, and we need new leadership, and we need uh, dynamic leadership. Uh, once that started happening, that's when I started, you know, talking to my wife, and together uh, we looked back at my legislative career and the bills that I've sponsored and the legislation I've been successful with uh, and realized that 
our goal this whole time has been uh, about making Wichita a place of continued opportunity. Uh, and I've been very successful in a legislature working across the aisle and working with my colleagues to, to be able to do that. Uh, so we talked about it, uh, we prayed on it, and um, then we, we took that first step. Uh, the first step was filing for treasurer. And of course, my wife's my treasurer because we're kind of a, uh, a, a small team. Right. Um, and uh, by filing for treasurer, Dion calls me over at the Eagle um, and, and gets a story, uh, just, you know, asks me why I'm running. Um, and w- to my surprise, it, it really took off online. Uh, the, on our social media, um, it just caught fire. Uh, and people who I really respect, uh, people who I looked up to, would uh, repost the story with a message about how they think I'd be a good mayor or a personal story about how I've helped them uh, in the legislature um, uh, with something that they were working on. Uh, so after seeing that and realizing that, um, uh, you know, maybe we could do this and not only could we do this, but other people believe we could do this, um, that uh, uh, led us to file the paperwork uh, to officially be on the ballot. And our goal is to put out a vision for Wichita and see um, – uh, if uh, it's a shared enough vision where we can uh, get through this primary. One of the things in your materials, I, I did some research, obviously, as uh, to get to know you a little bit better. One of the things you talk about is that Wichita is kind of, the city is kind of on autopilot. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. What does that mean? Well, really, uh, Wichita right now is at a pivotal moment. And those aren't just my words. Those are the words of uh, researchers who examine uh, Wichita and its potential. Uh, Those are the words of the Chun Report. Um, What I think we need is a mayor who is an active leader, who is active in our community. And what I'm afraid uh, we might get uh, is the type of mayor that's more of a CEO, uh, someone who sits in the back office and kind of monitors what's going on. Um, So uh, on autopilot, I think um, we are... uh, stay in a particular course, uh, and the current people in power think everything's great. When I knock doors and when I talk to voters, um, you know, real people, uh, I talk to generations ahead of me, um, and they tell me about Wichita's good old days. Uh, They talk to me about the opportunities that Wichita used to have. And I got to tell you, I get jealous. I get jealous because I'm someone who's in his mid-30s, and I have three kids, and you know what? I want my good old days. I think the next generation deserves their good good old days. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Wichita right now, um, if we talk to the current mayor, uh, he will tell us all the good stuff that's happening. And I think we have come a long way from the recession. Uh, But really, you mentioned I'm a professor. Uh, It's the equivalent of students grading their own papers, right? If you're just looking back at the stuff that you've done and said, hey, I've done a good job, uh, then you're missing the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is um, when we compare Wichita to our sister cities and to uh, comparable cities throughout the U.S., uh, we have a lot of potential to grow. And I think with an active mayor, someone who's willing to look outside of their personal bubble, someone with a legislative experience, and someone with the drive and energy, uh, we can take Wichita to that next level. As you speak to people in the community, what specifically are they telling you? You talked in, in general terms there for a minute, but what specifically are they telling you that they'd like to see? Well, really... Um, the majority of the people I talk to, and I knock doors, uh, right. how I counter big interest money groups is going out and building political uh, relationships with the everyday voter. And people are very worried right now that um, their community resources are getting taken away. 
their neighborhood resources, resources that um, they depend on, uh, such as libraries, such as swimming pools, uh, even golf courses, um, stuff that makes Wichita great or uh, on the chopping block. And they're not asking for anything more. What they're asking is just leave the stuff we have alone. Mm -hmm. And they're afraid that those resources are getting cut and that they are being redistributed to the wealthiest areas. Uh, so as mayor, I want to make sure that Wichita receives, um, or all of Wichita, all of our neighborhoods and communities, uh, receive um, the uh, uh, the resources they need so they can be successful. Uh, so that's one thing I'm hearing. The other thing I do is I go and I talk to small business owners. Um, and, I, and I got a story about a, a friend named Jess. Uh, Jess owns Paint the Town. Uh, which is a place where you can come in and she will, uh, big groups and they teach you to, to paint a picture. Mm -hmm. Um, and Jess called me a few years ago when I was in my first legislative term and said that there was a reevaluation of a local, uh, on a local level of a statute that said that if she wanted people to be able to bring in a bottle of wine, you know, bring your own bottle of wine so you can sit down and paint for a few hours and mm -hmm. have fun with your friends. Uh, Jess would now have to go buy a, a liquor, liquor license, which is not her business model, and it would have put her out of business. Uh, she talked to people at the local level, and they told her there was nothing they could or would do about it. So then she called me as a legislator because I had a relationship with her as a, someone on Facebook that, you know, I like her stuff. Um, and she also had relationships with other legislators um, uh, who, uh, similar situation, we just knew them. Uh, and together we were able to put together a... Um, coalition uh where we tighten that legislation uh we passed a law that year to make it so jess and businesses like jess uh, can stay operating here in wichita uh, so that's the type of stuff i like to do making sure that the legislation we pass um is uh actually having real effect and isn't just a feel-good bill uh and i've been doing that through my my career and if i'm mayor i'm going to do the same thing i'm going to go to people and ask what do we need or what do you need to be successful and usually when you ask these questions, it's not a lot. It's something small, uh, and it's something that we can do. Uh, but it has a bigger impact because our goal is to make sure that not just you know the biggest companies in our uh, city are thriving, but also the homegrown companies, the companies, uh, the owners like Jess, uh, who really um, have put uh, a lot into our own business, mm -hmm. hasn't asked for anything. Uh, the only thing she's asked for is once my business is going, uh, don't mess it up. Right. <laughs> and those are the type of uh, uh, people we want to keep here. Let's learn a little bit more about you. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in a small town called Dover, New Hampshire. Hmm. I came to Wichita um, when I was 23, uh, no, excuse me, uh, in 2003, uh, when I was 21. Um, like many people in my generation, I felt a call to service. Uh, and I came here for an AmeriCorps, um, as an AmeriCorps mission, uh, one year long mission to work with at risk students in our public schools. Mm, okay. And I'll tell you, I fell in love with Wichita. Um, this was just a place of opportunity for me. Uh, I was able to get in state tuition at Wichita State University, which means that I only had to take out federal loans for my, my college. I didn't have to go take private loans out. Um, it was half the price of any school in New England. Um, I was able to uh, afford my rent. Uh, which is something in the Northeast that uh, was very tough to do without like four or five roommates. Um, and uh, also, uh, I got a world-class education at Wichita State University. Uh, and graduated in 2006, they made it to the Sweet 16. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, I, it's also pretty easy to be jazzed up with a winning basketball team. You bet, yeah. 
So anyways, I uh, came out and um, fell in love with my wife, who's a Wichita native. Uh, she's from West Wichita and uh, really uh, just uh, wound up staying because Wichita was a place where I could afford to live, afford a house. Uh, and it's really the type of community I want to raise my kids in. Talk about your kids. How old? Okay. So uh, we have Adrian, who's going to turn six this summer. Um, we call him AJ. Uh, he's a redhead and he's... Um, he, he's he's the ringleader. Right. Uh, we have Tristan. Tristan takes after his mom. He's a little more um, shy. Uh, and then we have uh, Julian, um, which Julian is the youngest. He is going to be two next next uh, month, uh, and he's a. Uh, He's also a handful. And <laughs> my wife works for the church. Uh, so when I'm out of session, a lot of times, you know, she's working more and I'm taking care of the kids. Uh, and it's a, it's, it's quite an adventure. Um, but luckily we live in a place like Wichita where I could take him to the zoo and I could take him to the exploration place and take him to the parks uh, and really get, um, you know, the most out of our community. So you're a transplant from New Hampshire. You're here for the long term, huh? Yes, I am. Uh, and, you know, it's, not just me, um, being in New Hampshire, uh, being from New Hampshire and now being in Kansas, uh, I'm able to talk about Wichita and, uh, my nephew, for example, now lives here. Uh, my nephew, he was a high school dropout at age 14 or 15, really didn't have a whole lot going on for him. And I had a chat with him, uh, when I was back visiting for Christmas about how he can come out to Wichita and live with us. And, when he came out here, uh, we got him into a GED program. Um, we were able to, he tested very high. We were able to immediately get him into uh, WATC, which is now Wichita Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he eventually, uh, within two years, uh, got his GED and was able to graduate with his associate degree. Uh, he now lives in Wichita. He's working full time. Uh, his life is completely turned around because of the opportunities that Wichita provided him. Those same opportunities they provided me. Great success stories there. We need to tell those stories more, those examples of getting people from coming in. Uh, You know, as we take a look at our situation in Wichita, we don't have a lot of people moving in, and we have more jobs than we have people to fill those jobs. Do you have a plan for working on our workforce uh, kind of shortage that we have here in Wichita? You know, I'm glad you asked. Uh, Our number one export right now is educated young people. You know, it's not airplanes. It's not wheat. It is educated young people who are leaving Wichita for opportunities on a coast. Uh, and I'm kind of the opposite of that, where I know what it's like on a coast, and I know the value we have here in Wichita. Last year, and this is how I do policy, um, I don't go out and guess what people want. I go and ask them what they need. Last year, we had a, um, a, a summit with uh, local elected officials, state elected officials, and a member from the school board, uh, all under the age of 40, to ask people under the age of 40 uh, what we can do as a city uh, to provide them with the opportunities they want um, when they graduate college. Uh, We had a pretty good turnout. It was a discussion. Um, And really what we we found is uh, uh, some of these people are looking for things that Wichita already offers. Um, And I'll tell you, I'm kind of greedy about this because I'm a dad and mm-hmm. you know we just talked about my kids and I want to make sure that when they get a great upbringing uh, a great education here in Kansas uh, hopefully at Wichita State because I'm a shocker um, that they can lay down roots and it breaks my heart when I talk to voters who talk about um, 
how their kids couldn't stay here. They left and talk about, I had a woman in her eighties describe to me about how she has to board a plane. Um, this, you know, woman doesn't, doesn't get around very easily. She had a, has to board a plane each, um, each holiday, each, uh, uh, that she is able to fly out to go see her grandkids. Um, and she talked about her grandkids with such pride and such love. And I think about that, about how, when we are losing our youngest talent, uh, not only are they not able to, to build jobs here, um, but also it hurts the residents. It hurts the people uh, who, who stay here, who already are established here, because now um, you know, families are, are being scattered throughout the country. Right. Uh, we have some big decisions to make coming up. Um, two of them are the convention center downtown and uh, a new performing arts facility or renovating um, Century 2. Talk about your thoughts on, on those big decisions and what you'd like to see done. Well, really, it's about making sure that we're balancing uh, the history of, of Wichita, making sure we're not plowing down uh, historical buildings uh, just to build new ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, we got to look at the numbers. Uh, when I make decisions as a policymaker on how I'm going to vote, I don't vote how the lobbyists tell me or about how the party bosses tell me. I balance the logic of numbers of like, does this make sense with the values of my district where, uh, if the values say, Hey, we're, we should renovate and we should keep century two. Um, if we go out and we talk to people, uh, then we should look for a financial way to do so. Um, if they don't make sense, uh, if we are supposed to, um, you know, if it, it's just absolutely clear that we need to start over, then, um, you know, we have to get that message out and we have to get, uh, uh more feedback and hopefully come to a compromise. Uh, so really I, I believe in, in kind of, a, a, a trickle up policy mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. it comes, uh, when it comes to uh, engaging voters and, uh, deciding a, a future for our uh, city. Uh, so I think I would take the same approach uh, when we make those type of decisions. One of the things that people have talked about, especially young professionals in Wichita, is Wichita is a lot of talk, not a lot of action, and also maybe risk averse. Uh, do you see Wichita, or do you think you could bring some risk, risk-taking and maybe some boldness to City Hall? You know, I have my whole career. Um, like I said, I, I, I get beat up by party bosses of both sides of the aisle because uh, I'm someone who my political uh, influence comes because I build relationships with voters. It's not coming from big interest money uh, or you know anything that um, can sway my vote. Uh, I understand what we're talking about because last week I had a meeting with a, a young business owner downtown. Um, she asked a friend if she could meet with me. She just opened up a bar. Um, she had some complications trying to renovate this area and, uh, which, uh, resulted in more of her money, uh, to the point being spent to the point where they almost went bankrupt. Mm. Uh, luckily her parents were able to help bail her out. And, you know, some of the stuff that she discussed where, you know, we could, uh, utilize, um, some of the tools in our toolkit uh, to help businesses like that, which will help promote risk. You know, risk is is a scary thing um, when you're trying to open up a business, uh, but also has potential for the uh, uh, high reward. Mm-hmm. And reward isn't so much just for the individual taking a risk, but it's also for our community. You know, if I get back to the story of Jess, it's really great that she took that risk, and now Wichita has paint the town. 
that we have something where uh, it's kind of a, a sneak peek into the art culture for someone like me uh, who's been there before, who knows nothing about art, really, uh, to, to kind of learn from an artist. Uh, so we want to promote uh, the type of risk-taking where young businesses can grow because not only does that create jobs, it keeps people here. Our best and brightest who might leave now can get a piece of Wichita, get a piece of that American dream, uh, but also it diversifies what people can do in our community, uh, which adds to our quality of life. What's the most important part of your campaign at this point? Is it knocking on doors, social? What is it? It's keeping my wife happy and my family happy, (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, which they're great. They're absolutely supportive. Um, And I'll tell you, we do knock doors. Um, I was out... uh, uh, canvassing a neighborhood with Julian, with my uh, almost two-year-old. Um, and the funny thing is, my wife comes out and helps me. She's uh, 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 my partner in this. Right. Uh, and uh, the feedback we get, uh, and this is a true story, where I, I had one guy call me a few. Uh, I put my cell number on all my, my literature right. over in South Wichita. So people call me um, when they have issues. Uh, so uh, a couple of campaigns ago, um, someone called me and said, well, hey, uh, Mr. Whipple, we met you a few weeks ago, and we thought you were okay, but we just met your wife, and now we need a yard sign. Uh, <laughs> so really, uh, my goal is to make sure that um, this campaign is a serious campaign, but also it's not going to cost me my family. Right. Uh, it's not going to cost me um, uh, really my integrity. Uh, we're out here uh, trying to figure out uh, the best way to reach voters and to build relationships. And a lot of times that doesn't happen with a two-week three-week blitz on the airways uh, where you have these commercials who portray you walking dressed up in a field looking at farm equipment. Right. Uh, What I want to do is have interactions. I want to make sure that the people of Wichita know that if I'm their mayor, they can approach me. They can talk to me and they can even yell at me because that's my job. Mm -hmm. When you're in public policy, your job is customer service. Uh, Very different than someone who comes in from the private sector because in the private sector, particularly if you're a person who um, who uh, is in authority uh, and you can't work with someone, usually you just find a way to fire them. Um, you can't fire uh, voters because they're actually your boss. Right. Uh, so my goal is to be approachable, um, to be respectful to ideas and open to ideas because those are the ideas that are going to make Wichita a, a better place and make Wichita you know receive the uh, or produce the opportunity that it can. Right. Well, the primary is August 6th. If you're in the top two, you move on to the general election on November 5th. We wish you luck. Thanks for being with us, Brandon Whipple. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Bill. I really appreciate it. Back to wrap up in a moment. At Equity Bank, stories of growing businesses are a favorite of ours. So we created our own little series called Napkin Stories. Visit EquityBank.com to see how some great businesses got their start. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 110. Check out all our episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter. And thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week.